0: Yo! What's happening? John Fitch here. How's everybody doing? It's a uh, beautiful January night out here on the left coast. I don't know how everything's going out on the rest of the rest of the world, but it's a nice nice night out tonight. Um got some fights to talk about. I took notes. I took notes as I was watching last night. Uh some of them you might like some of you might not but we'll also get into some of the details around mr naganu and his uh <clears throat> basically free agency basically basically we'll get into that though okay all right guys uh make sure you guys like hit the like button make sure you share uh because that's really the best way to get more viewership going in here and uh that's what we need to do. Let's do it. All right, guys. Let's uh play a little something. I haven't played this song in a long time. I forgot that I knew it. I did. I did. <clears throat> I used to spend my nights in the ballroom Liquor was the only love I've ever known But you rescued me from reaching for the bottom And you brought me from being too far gone You're as smooth as Tennessee whiskey Let's hear that up Yes. Oh my goodness, I butchered it. I haven't played that song forever. I used to spend my nights out in the ballroom. I did, motherfucker. Whiskey was the only love I've ever known. Still is. But you rescued me from reaching for the bottom. And you brought me from being too far gone. You're as smooth as Tennessee whiskey. You're as sweet as strawberry wine. You're as warm as a fucking glass of brandy. Honey, I stay stoned on your love all the time. Looked for love in all the same old fucking places. Found the bottom of the bottle was always dry. But when you poured your heart out, you didn't waste it. Cause I is excuse me, I... Oh, fuck, man. I butchered that. I should have practiced it a little bit more. I haven't played that song in forever. I totally had it buried in my song sheet book. <clears throat> I haven't been playing enough ukulele on my downtime. I really haven't. I've been, I don't know, man. Busy, but I can't tell if I'm being productive. <laughs> don't know what's happening. Uh. All right, man. So, yeah, let's talk about the fights. We had the fights. The fights last night do you guys like the fights they're pretty good they're pretty good i guess um i don't know some of the fights got more hype or people talked them up more than i thought they were that good um but we'll get into it all right ufc 270 Uh, i didn't catch any of the early prelims apologize for that um but yeah i started off with who did i start off with which fight was it? Oh, here we go. First fights were the Friv- uh, Frivola uh Fravola versus Val Valdez. Right. Um, yeah, first round fight for I think it was Fravola won that fight, right? I forgot to put the uh the wins in there. But yeah, nine and three Frivola beat the uh, ten and, down ten and one uh Valdez. Um we had I'm gonna put these together. Sorry. Uh yeah, Valdez got uh, knocked down like five or six times in the fight. Um, uh, Favela uh, got top uh, in the first round, finishes and mount, loads of action uh, for under four minutes. Yeah, they were all around doing a lot. I think that was the one where Valdez was Valdez was kept going for the. Was he still going for the? No, that was that was A nice fight, it kept going for guillotines. But no, Favela uh, kind of. Beat him up. That was a pretty good fight. You guys, uh, you guys big on Frivola at all? He looked good. He looked good. Um, the next fight was the Gravely Oliveira, and uh, yeah, he's still a wrestling clinic. This fight, uh, Gravely dominated uh, the first with wrestling. There were some guillotine attempts by Oliveira, but it's dumb if you're not. And he got close to, he got close to the, uh, the first one. It looked pretty good, and then he just kept going back to the well. And it's just, I don't, I don't think if you miss it that many times, you're gonna keep. I don't think you're gonna get it. <laughs> you know, you don't get it the first time. Maybe the second time, but he he just kept going back to the well for that 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 choke. wasn't getting it. Uh, second round, uh, Oliveira keeps chasing the guillotines. Gravely was dominating him with wrestling. Uh, Gravely showed good cardio throughout the fight. <clears throat> um, third round, more more guillotine, another guillotine attempt by Oliveira. Um, more wrestling and a decision by Gravely. It looked okay, pretty good. Um, I feel like that fight could have been a better fight if Oliveira didn't waste so much time chasing those guillotines. There's a lot of wasted effort put him on his his back in bad positions unnecessarily and he's already you know he's already fighting a good wrestler with good top game and good takedowns it's just he, he's putting himself too much in a bad bad spot i didn't uh i don't think that was a good strategy for him um mela Madalena, and rodriguez I butchered his name probably um you know, 11, 11 and 1 guy at the time, or he's 11 and 2 or 10 and 2 at the time versus a 4 and 1. Yeah, uh, he looked good though. Um, you know, he landed uh, lots of big punches. Uh, he bloodied him up and he got the KO like in the three minute mark. I, I don't know if you call it a mismatch. On paper, I'm looking at it right now. It was a guy who was 4 and I guess he was 4 0 oh against a guy who was 11 and, or 10 and 2. The guy was undefeated but uh, yeah i don't know he didn't um he didn't look like he needed to be in there maybe he's had a bad showing but it seemed a little bit like a mismatch um mostly we have barcelos and henry henry looked good henry looked good he looked good in that fight uh but the commentators i had to turn the volume down because the commentating in my opinion it sounded like they were all over uh barcelos like he was gonna win and he was some something amazing but i kept you know what? What I was hearing from them and what I was seeing from the fight didn't match, and that it's not like the first time it's happened. It Happens all the time, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Henry. Henry, uh, it's a lot of action in the first round. Henry finished round strong with some uh, bigger shots. Uh, second round was back and forth. I think Henry was getting the better of the exchanges, landing more clean shots, and then um, beginning of the third round, I felt like Barcelos looked tired. He looked like he was slowing down. There's lots of back and forth. Again, Henry, you know, did enough to win the fight. I think um, it wasn't like super dominating. You know, he was he was just inching him out each exchange, each little trade. You know, he was staying ahead of him. Um, yeah, it's good performance by Henry. It'd be interesting to see more of him. I don't know. Was that his debut? What was his debut i don't know he's got a he's got a luscious mane of hair too he was up in a uh it was up in a ponytail for the fighter or braids or whatever that was but um <clears throat> yeah at first i thought it was a a girl fight when i when i saw the picture of just his head because it was his head was small in the thing whatever on my screen and then i was like who is she fighting this guy <laughs> It's like, oh never mind. I thought we were fighting a Russia card where they had the miss misgender fights. Did you guys see that? Where the guy, the guy's fat girlfriend fought the guy and <laughs> she was winning. I think she won the fight. But he jumped in the cage and started kicking the guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh oh, nice. Used to work in the Honda Center. I uh I believe I fought. I fought Diego there. Diego Sanchez. I'm pretty sure I fought there. And then I watched Kane. Watch Kane uh, beat Brock there. That was cool. Yeah. That was, that was one of your fights you liked. That was cool. Yeah. I don't know if there's any like monstrous, awesome fights in the in the super prelim. But, uh, or the early prelims. Not the super, the early prelims. But then we have. Uh, uh Morales and Giles um Giles looked good early okay um but yeah uh there was a takedown and sub attempt by Giles early um he looked like he was doing pretty strong but uh, Morales reversed him uh um and then uh, Giles was able to get back up pretty quickly so there wasn't much exchange there but um Giles I think was winning the fight at that point but Morales landed a nice big punch with about a minute left, and that was enough to to win the fight. I think that Giles was winning up until that point, but uh, Morales is one of those type of athletes where he can make something big happen um, in a in a second, in a blink, you know. So he's going to be one of those guys. It's going to be hard to count out. It'll be interesting to see more of him because he's he's super young. Morales is super young, and um, he's like a national kickboxing champ, national freestyle wrestling champ, so you know, he's got he's got experience that's for sure. Um and then Sayed Nirma Nirmamaganov. <laughs> I screwed it up. Nurma Nurmaganov. Why am I screwed up? It's Khabib Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. See, if I say if it's Khabib, then I say it. It rolls off the tongue. But I say it said. Because you want to say it said. Sayid. Um, but there, yeah, him and him and uh, Khabib, they're not related. But you got to watch the Dobbs. the Dobbs. The Dobbs are dangerous. They're always dangerous. Um, Cody Stammon, tough fighter. But, yeah, he uh, he snuck in a really nice guillotine. And it was it was kind of different. It wasn't, it wasn't traditional, um, you lock, uh, you know, a lot of guys started using the, 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 palm grip and throwing the elbow over the top. I struggle with that because I have shoulder flexibility issues. He didn't really do that. It was, um, interesting. He, he slipped under the throat and then the other hand was kind of on the back of the head and he kind of went here on it. It was an interesting grip on the choke. I want to, I want to try it and play with it and see. If I can put some mother grappers out with it, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was a nice little slick choke. It was fast. Got him, got him out of there quick. Um, yeah, he went, he went to the, uh, spinny shit to set it up too. He went spinny ship, spinny shit. And then, uh, that might've scared the guy a little bit. They got into a little grappling match and he ended it quickly. That choke. uh, Piera and Fialo. The next fight, Fialo used to train up at AKA with us uh, a while ago. It was kind of the time that I was in Vegas and stuff, though. So I didn't get to train much with him. He's hella young, though. He's only like 25 or something now. That's super young. Really good jab. He's a good boxer. Heavy-handed. I feel like he could have won this fight, but he gassed. He gassed. And I don't know if it was gassed from... um, him not doing enough cardio. I think it was more from the the, the the kicks. He got teeped in the belly I don't know how many times. He got kicked pretty hard in the stomach a number of times. And I think that I think that slowed him down. Uh, the first round is back and forth. Nice jabs from Fialo. Pereira uh, slips at the end of the round. And uh, Fialo fin- capitalized, finished on top. He's only about 20 seconds on top. But I think that was enough. I think he won that first round um pierre though came out like a you know bat out of hell for round two picked up the pace put a lot of pressure and then um fialo started slowing down man uh and then end of that round um pierre hit the double finishes on top so i like that i like how he mixes things up that's really good you know he was he was winning the round and uh doing some damage, doing some things, doing the teeps, hitting them in the belly, and then went for a double leg at the end. Secure the round, it's cool, but it also plays a mind game with your opponent because um, now every time you change levels, they have that threat of, oh man, he's gonna take me down. It, it freezes guys in their tracks. Uh, the, the third round was a much slower pace. I think they were both tired. Um, There was a a questionable groin shot at the last 30 seconds. Um, uh, It looked like the toes hit the target right at the belt line, but the heel nicked the cup, and that was enough for them to give a little time for recovery. But, yeah, Piero wins the um, decision on that. I think he performed well. And, yeah, he did do one front flip (laughs) kick uh, that landed, okay um yeah that dude's he's he's interesting to watch you don't really know what he's going to do next and then we have the uh the first title fight of the night <clears throat> brandon and moreno uh davis and Figueroa. i thought was weird i thought it was funny because there was a bunch of those people in my timeline that were like cheering for moreno right but they're saying let's go brandon <laughs> and it's funny because a lot of people, I don't know if those people even knew that that's, a, that's the fuck Joe Biden um, fill-in that they're using. And I oh, thought that was funny. They're like, yeah, let's go, Brandon. Ha ha. Just say it, guys. If you're going to say it, just say it. Say fuck Joe Biden. Actually, say it. It's it's like, I don't know. To me, it's like saying orange man bad or some shit. It's not much different. <clears throat> um. all right and so for the fight you know Moreno Figueroa. uh first round back and forth figueredo gets to takedown with the minute 30 left uh moreno gets back up with 45 seconds left in the round um it's okay back and forth in the second back and forth in the third uh figueredo drops moreno with about 15 seconds left it wasn't a really bad drop but it was enough for him to uh Win that round, maybe even get the 10-8 round. I didn't I didn't see the uh the scorecards. We could look at the scorecards. I think I have it saved somewhere. But um yeah, there's back and forth in the fourth. Uh Figueroa looked like he was slightly pulling ahead at that point. And then uh Moreno gets a takedown, early takedown in the fifth. Uh Figueroa was back up with four minutes left. Uh back and forth rest I honestly, guys, like people are gonna hate me for this. I didn't think it was that great of a fight. I didn't. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that excited to watch little guys fight. It's not as exciting to me. I'm not that up for it. doesn't mean they shouldn't fight. doesn't mean they shouldn't make money. I just, I'm just not as interested in it. And, um, that fight is just kind of like two guys going back and forth. Look looked like a sparring session. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I wasn't that into it. Maybe that's just me. And, uh, that's where we're at. (laughs) Some people, I I was, I was surprised because I thought that, um, you know, I had texted out somebody that I thought it was kind of boring. And then, um, she was like, yeah, I'd rather watch you hit the heavy bag than, than watch those guys, little guys fight. So, uh, I was surprised when I got on my timeline, my Twitter timeline and everybody's like, that's what an amazing fight. Oh my God. It's like, what did I miss? Like where did people are seeing this amazing fight? I thought, I thought, I thought, you know, they had, um, at the end of like one or two of the rounds, that like, they went crazy in this, they just threw crazy punches and whatever, but like, why didn't they do it the whole time? <laughs> I, 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 feel like they were tentative to a lot of the fight. I don't think they really opened up fully. I don't know though. Maybe I'm seeing things in my old age. And then we get to the kicker, the big fight. The one for all the marbles for more reasons than one. Naganu and Gane. We'll talk about the fight a little bit first. Um, and this fight, honestly, it was good. <clears throat> it was good, but it wasn't great. For a heavyweight fight with this much power and these guys much skill, I feel like they were both a little bit reserved. Uh, they didn't open up as much, which is okay. Um, it's the first time they fought it. Maybe if they rematch, they can go for broke a little bit more. Uh, but it was it was a good fight. It wasn't you know bad or whatever. I'm glad I watched it. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, you have um, gain gone gone is that the way it is gone? I didn't understand I thought it was Gan A or gain gone. Uh, he tried an early takedown and he got stuffed. He got stuffed kind of hard and you gotta put him in the fence a little bit and I think that was good um, to kind of slow gain gone down. Uh, second round was kind of back and forth. And then the third round is really when Naganu started pulling away. And why did he start pulling away? Wrestling. Wrestling. He did it with wrestling, guys. He did it with wrestling. He decided to change things up and um, get the takedown. And he did great. He slammed him once. Uh, he you know, threw the kick, caught the kick, boom, slammed him. Um yeah, that was what third round. Uh Naganu got the takedown with four minutes left. Gan gets back up about 240 left. Naganu hits a double with the last 30 seconds. So you get a couple takedowns, some some work on the ground. Nice. Uh Naganu uh, gets a takedown in the fourth round, around halfway through. Um, ends up finishing the round on top. And then uh beginning of the fifth. Um gone gets to take down but then the who gets fell on top himself reverses the situation um about two minutes left and does enough to win that round decent fight but what's the best part of that fight <laughs> for me is now we have a ufc heavyweight champ who is essentially a free agent essentially a free agent so Because of, I told you guys about this a little bit ago, because of the class action lawsuit that I am involved in, um, the UFC has had to change how they do business so that it's not illegal anymore and they can try to skirt away from paying fines and getting sued. We have a certain class of fighters, stretches from a certain time period, and um, we're suing them for their, their behavior, their business behavior if they don't change your business behavior and they keep doing the same thing, another class of fighters can come in and sue them again. Okay. So that's the leverage as fighters that we have which is, is to keep suing them for this, this, uh, this wrongdoing, right? This exploitation that's happening, this monopoly that they've created. Uh, and until the case gets like thrown out or the judge tells us to F off, <clears throat> we're able to keep putting pressure on them. Um, by doing this. And to me, the fact that they have changed the way they do certain things because of the lawsuit, because they don't want to get sued again, that's an admission of guilt. They understand that, okay, yeah, we're doing this and this is wrong. Let's change it a little bit. Let's change it just enough to make it look like we're not breaking the law. Let's just change it just enough to make it look like we are not being pieces of shit. Just enough. So one of the things that they've done to try to make it look just enough like they're not pieces of shit is create a sunset clause. So now the contracts since 2017 don't last forever, right? GSP, we've talked about this before. GSP is still under contract with the UFC. He can't go anywhere else to fight. If you he if got offered $20 million to go fight um, Canelo or something, he couldn't do it because UFC said no. They don't want him to. They got offered to fight... Um, uh, what's his name? <clears throat> Doy La Hoya. They said no because he's still under a contract because he's part of the original class. Uh, Nagano, though, is not part of that class. <laughs> he got the sunset clause in his contract. So um, I think December, his his promotional agreement, I believe, is over. Or what, I can't remember from me me was his last December, and this was the fight. If he lost this fight, he's a free agent. Um, either way, he's got one more year. He wins the title. He is a champ. He's at his most valuable right now. Um, because the restrictive contracts that the UFC does have, they force you into a uh, championship clause. You have to defend their title for them. Three fights or one year. So uh, Naganu's is in a situation now where he can sit out for one year and then if the UFC doesn't come to the table and make uh, a deal with him, he gets to go box. He gets to go box somebody. And he'll get to make more money in one fight boxing than he'll ever make fighting in the UFC. And good, good for him. But this is the thing. I don't think we're going to see Francis Ngannou fight MMA again. I think that was his last fight in MMA, period. The UFC is not going to pay him his worth. They don't need him. They don't need him to make money. They don't need him to sell shows. They don't need Conor McGregor. They've already got their deals put in place. They're they're guaranteed anywhere from $500 uh, to $800 million per year of revenue, regardless if those guys fight or not. They do not need them. And that's really sad, but it's another demonstration of how powerful the ufc's uh monopoly is they've set things up so much though that it doesn't matter who the fighter is or what his name is or how much people want to watch him it doesn't matter they've turned it into um fast food fast food fighting and there's there's no one big enough to make them change (laughs) Right. <laughs> there's literally no leverage at all for uh, MMA fighters in this sport, not with the UFC. You know, If you're talking about the number twos and the other, the other guys, uh, yeah, you can get into beating wars against them and their contracts aren't as restrictive. That's possible. But for the top title, mm-mm. for uh, the promotion-owned title that the UFC has, no. And uh, – you yeah, know yeah, All Pro saying uh, Francis is the captain now. He is the captain now, but he's the captain of his own ship. He's not the captain of the UFC. He's not going to get to tell them anything. He's not gonna. He's not going to get from them what he wants. They're going to offer him some bullshit deal. Um, maybe they'll try to make some sweet thing or whatever here or there. But like, he's not going to get the money he would make if he fought Anthony jo- Joshua or, or uh, Tyson Fury or or somebody in Trilla. Jake Paul could not fight him but set him up with a fight in somebody and end up paying him more money than uh, the UFC would come close to paying him. And uh, fuck, man, that dude could create his own promotion if he wanted to. He could create his own promotion, like Francis Naganu MMA or Francis Naganu boxing, He'd promote himself, uh, fight whoever he wanted to. And keep the lion's share of the pay per views. Good for him. Great job. What's the problem? <laughs> right? But I don't think he is going to, uh, I don't think he's going to get a deal with the OC. I don't think they're going to play ball. I think they're going to make an example of him. They're going to talk shit about him. They're going to turn the tables on him. They're going to try to make him look bad. It's just how they do things. <clears throat> yes, Tyler Durden, stupid name. He kind of interested to see how this plays out. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It's it's a little bit exciting because, you know, if he does things the right way, you know, which is what's best for him, it'll be a lot of uh inspiration, hopefully, for all the other fighters out there. You know, anybody else who's going to the UFC and they find and they sign that that five year A deal. At least they have some kind of end in the horizon you can plan. You know, you can plan the trajectory of your career a little bit and try to um, peak right around that five-year mark so that you can you can have some leverage. But like I said before, um, that leverage isn't going to be used to get the UFC to pay you more. I don't think it's going to be used to make, for the UFC to pay you more. It's not going to happen. They don't need you. They don't need the fighters. They don't need the fighter's name. They can put any bum in there, and because they have the UFC and they have their belt and they have all the um, all the power, right? The fans, the pro wrestling fans that they've curated, don't care. It's all going to be um, profit for them. Whoever they put on there, they can just get WWE people, make them fight, whatever. Underpay uh, bums who nobody knows. Put put more women on the card because they have shorter careers and it's an easy way to suppress wages. Um, yeah, they're not, gonna, they're not gonna change, they're not gonna buckle. But what this does is it gives fighters an opportunity to build their own notoriety to a level that they can leave the UFC and make actual money somewhere else. And that's sad, but unless this lawsuit uh, pushes all the way through and we see substantial changes, that's just the way it's gonna be. As long as the UFC and every other promotion controls a, um, controls the title and exclusive contracts, you're not going to get a free flow of sports. You're going to see restrictions. It's restraint on the market. These guys are not going to get paid what they deserve. And you're not going to see the best fights because you're not going to see the number one and number two guy because if the number two is in another company, in another country, the UFC doesn't like him because they don't like his attitude, it's just not going to happen. You're being robbed as a fan of the best fights. <laughs> you didn't watch any of their fights except the Moreno fights. Did you think the Moreno, well, you thought Moreno won that fight? So yeah, to me, it was like I, I saw Figueroa doing a little bit more and landing a little bit harder, but um, it was kind of I – don't, I don't know, man. I thought I kind of flopped, honestly. I didn't think there was that much action. For little guys, not to, like, just get after it, it was like, mm, whatever. It's like they showed each other way too much respect, I think. I don't know if a, fight, a fourth fight is going to be better. Uh, that's interesting take. This is this is um, a production. This is a production. So Tyler Durden, it's a stupid name, is saying that um, I thought Moreno won, but the word was out that Figgy was winning regardless. A couple days before, fourth fight in Mexico for a ton of money. It was close. I'm not mad. I mean, that could have been a that could have been what they they didn't really care. They're just gonna like oh, we'll just play around for this one, build it up for the big fight. We'll just have a sparring session. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> and and uh, when you're saying, you know, a ton of money, you mean for the UFC. <laughs> a ton of money for the UFC. Uh, John Nash put up some numbers on uh, Twitter and showing, like, I think Jake Paul ended up tweeting some stuff out about it, too, about um, how much <laughs> the UFC made on that event last night versus what they paid out. is disgusting. It's, just, it's gross. There's absolutely zero explanation for it other than they're stealing from the fighters. And any loser, you're a fucking loser. If you are like, well, oh, I don't want to hear about them claiming about money, but they made money. You're a poor loser. You're a poor loser. That's who you are. If you, You're a poor loser. If you think 14%, I think that's what the, the number was for last night. 14% of all the of the revenue <clears throat> they made last night, that's after expenses and shit okay? That's profit. They only made 14% went to the fighters as a whole. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. There's absolutely no explanation for that. There's no explanation for that other than they're robbing these motherfuckers. (laughs) They're robbing them blind. They are, uh, man, they're exploiting these fighters, giving them, um, allowing them to fight and get brain damage and, uh, Injuries to their body that they'll carry with them the rest of their lives, and they're they're stealing, they're stealing off the top from them. Andrew Keen is asking if uh, was a co-main, rent, a co-main event a robbery. I don't I don't think so. Honestly, I I I thought Figueroa edged it out, but like I wouldn't have been mad if it would have went the other way. I wouldn't I wouldn't have cared. I just didn't think it was that eventful of a fight. morale is only 22 years old that's wow that's that's young ha Nurmagomedov that's right Godless. <laughs> oh this is good I like this I like this they won't do it though and uh it's kind of smart uh Lucas is saying um that Sayed Nurmagomedov got at that time uh versus Sean O'Malley would be nice yeah I'd like to see that that'd be cool but I don't think um Sean Malley will take it which is fine I, I that's smart of him uh you know realizing that you're being exploited by the company that you're signed with like he should take the easiest fights possible until he gets into a situation where he can make some really really big money he needs to keep on the social media stuff he needs to keep building notoriety with that he can build himself into a a uh, Jake Paul type character and then be making a lot more money, and then maybe, who knows where his contract is? He might have this, you know, might have a sunset clause too. And then he's got, you know, millions of followers uh, on his social media. He's got a big record with a lot of wins. Um, <clears throat> people either love him or hate him because of the attitude and the stuff he's putting out there. Uh, he's in a great position. He's in a great position if he does that. Would be a great fight for us to see, and it's another, it's another theft. That the UFC's stolen from us. That this fight probably might not happen because Sean O'Malley. Why? <laughs> why? Why fight the best guys? Why fight the best guys if you're if you're not going to get paid for the damage that you're going to going to do? If you're not going to get an appropriate uh, percentage, okay? If anything less than fifty percent of gross revenues earned going to the fighters, anything less than that is robbery. It's exploitation. Hundred percent. Every other professional sport is that way right as the athlete you you you're an artist you own you should own half of half of that what's brought in at least minimal <sighs> Andy Lee yes Pierre hit a lot of good body shots he hit a ton there was one there was one graphic they put up during the fight where it showed you know they showed a little silhouette of the guy and it said headshots body shots kicks the legs and it was like even you know like sixteen fourteen on the head, but like the body, he had like twelve or fourteen strikes to the body, and I think they were mostly kicks. Um, to zero, <laughs> and I think that really took a toll uh, on Filo. That's a good point. Yeah, I think I think Figueroa does have more. More uh, power. <laughs> I'm looking through your guys' uh, comments here. If you guys want me to get your comment, quick. Throw in the super chat, bros. Help a brother out. Hyperlinks for my courses. Uh, Hyperlinks are in the description. Go to the description. You should be able to find the hyperlinks. I'll put one in the, uh, put my link tree. Link tree will send you to a lot of different locations at once. I'll put that in there for you. Oh, lots, of, lots of comments. Where's the other comment at? I just lost. There it is. Oh, wow. I didn't know. He tore his ACL. A, uh, I'm sorry. Tori is MCL. And uh, I heard another ACL. So he tore his knee up pretty bad. Maybe that's why it was a little bit, you know, Little bit more patient, he's just a monster, dude. He's a monster. Okay, ACL. Yeah, I can feel ACL is torn. Thing with the ACL though is, um, if you have really strong hamstrings, you can get away with not having an ACL. You can, I learned that because I hurt my knee, I had to pull out of uh, a fight and hurt my knee. And, and uh, King Mo was telling me about. You know, you need to really strengthen your hamstrings up because you don't even need you don't even need the ACL if you have a really strong hamstrings. So and you're talking about these foot, these, uh, basketball players that had two knee injuries and in their ACLs just gone, and they can't get another one in there. So they they went through, you know, all kinds of protocols to get their hamstrings super strong, and they still they still play. So, <clears throat> oh, Danny didn't I didn't see that. Did he, who put it there? Did they just hand it to him? Pick it up off the floor? They throw it in the cage? Common Ka- Rider is saying that Dana no put belt on Francis. Interesting. Yeah, these, man, these managers, they're not, they're scumbags. Like almost all of them are scumbags, dude. Like that's why the, the the managers don't don't stick up for the fighters and try to actually fight for them and and um, free market and free agency, is because like they're making money working. They work. They're brokers. They work for the UFC. They they in no way work for the athlete. I think I think what they're doing is illegal. I think I wish there could be a way to like collectively sue all the managers because they're all doing the same shit. You know, they should be all sued the same way the UFC gets sued. They're they're uh they're helping the UFC exploit the fighters. Good point, A common writer, saying Francis showed the ability of the champion to adapt because it was up to Francis to win the last three. He yeah, was as most of us thought Francis was done after round two. I didn't think he was done. The dude's got crazy power. He only needs to land one punch, and it's done. <clears throat> well, Nick, that's the thing, man. There's, there's, uh, there's nowhere else to go though, because there's no one else paying paying pay-per-view money. There's no one else paying that pay-per-view money. No one else is bringing in that much money. So they have a high to- They have a high dollar amount that they pay, and this is the thing. Every other promotion follows the exact same business model as the UFC. Nobody's doing anything differently. Um, You know, PFL is doing tournaments, but it's still uh, the contracts and all that shit is still done the same way. The way the fighters are, are treated, it's still the same. It's not different. They found a unique way to suppress wages. They've capped all their champions' payouts at a million. They'll never get more than that. No matter how popular they are you're capped there's a glass ceiling of a million dollars oh but a million dollars is so much fucked up you're poor you're poor shut up shut up poor person <laughs> shut up poor person okay these guys can be fighting for 20 million possibly the money's out there okay oh million dollars is enough no like it's not that they're trying to steal from the the fans The fans are going to have to pay more to pay the athletes more. No, the the promoters already keep all this fucking money. They already keep the lion's share of the money. Okay. They're making way more money than it would hurt them to pay a million dollars or more. Okay. So get the poor mentality out of your head. Get the promoter's penis out of your mouth. You're a loser. You're a poor loser. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure is still under contract. Got this. that's like the one of the things I heard not so long ago. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Andy Lee saying, "Do you think Nagano would get his millions in uh, PFL belt or one?" No. No, because why? If the if the biggest organization is only paying this much, why is anybody else going to pay more? They don't have to. Why would you why would you overpay somebody if you know you can get them for cheaper okay like and they don't do they're not doing pay-per-view shows one fc i think is just laundering money i think it's just they're laundering like chinese drug money and fentanyl or something <laughs> i'm gonna get in trouble i'll never work for them i guess <laughs> Uh, uh, Lucas, yeah, this is a good point. Um, he's saying sit out one year is wasting his prime, but still better to then get by the yeah, exploited by the UFC. Um, well, this is the thing, he fights once a year already, so he's just gonna take that year that he would have probably taken anyways and then fight one time, and now he's got more money than he ever would have made fighting three times a year in the ufc for 10 years like which one do you want to do i mean it's one thing to love your job and love what you do but like to knowingly get robbed you know like it doesn't sit well if you've ever been in that situation it's not going to sit well with you man say wait i'm doing all this work i'm taking all this risk i'm doing all this you're making this much money but you're only going to pay me and all the other fighters on the card 14%? 14%. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Are you crazy? Are you freaking crazy? That's insanity. Yep, yeah, it's a rigged market, 100%. Eagle FC. Glad you brought that up. Khabib has got his show, Eagle FC. And uh, they got a show next Friday. I think... I'm going to be there i should be there it's in miami and uh yeah i'm kind of waiting on tickets i might reach out maybe see if i can get on fresh and fit or something but i don't know i i gotta find uh itinerary and see what schedules and stuff are before i try to reach out or make any moves That's a good point. I should have uh, Lucas. I should have John Nash come and be on the podcast and talk about the finances and stuff. That could be good. That could be good. i will have to reach out and ask him, talk to him in a little bit. But yeah, he's like the guy who's got all the financial stuff. He's he's the one who's gone through and done all the all the dug through all the trenches and looked for the uh, money being paid, the the bonuses the indiscretionary bonuses, uh, locker room bonuses, the, um, the expenses that the UFC is paying for so they can have an idea of like what their cost is to produce the show. Uh, Patrick. Patrick is asking, why didn't Dana White want to put the belt on Francis and didn't go to the press conference? Why? Because he's a bitch. Because <laughs> he's a crybaby bitch. He went and, and cried in his hooker's bosoms. That's what he did. He's such a piece of shit, really is. The fact that nobody's beat his ass yet is, is mind boggling. That's what really tells me that these guys aren't, a lot of these guys aren't fighters. These guys are just uh, guys with daddy issues and they want, they want him to be their daddy. <clears throat> I, I really don't understand why nobody's beat his ass. <laughs> such a douchebag. Matt W. What's up, buddy? He's uh, saying he went to the one UFC event in Philly back in 2011, Tito versus Rashad Evans. It was crazy expensive just for a nosebleed seat and no commentary. Cool experience, but watching fights at home is better, to be honest. I like fight fights at the arena. I do. Um, it's better to be on the floor. I think it's better to be on the floor or, or just like just off of the floor. Just off the floor so you're like cage level nosebleeds not not so great but i mean i watched verdum and, and fedor at the nosebleeds in, in san jose and uh it was still great i like i like going to live shows live fights i don't mind paying for the 15 beer or whatever it's an experience um it's even better when you know you get invited you go for free and you get to sit real close that's awesome <laughs> but i like going to live fights um if you have the guts, <laughs> try to find a local small fight, find some, some local show uh, and go to those. That's, that's an experience, that's an experience. Cause a lot of times it's quiet enough, there's few enough people there uh, and you're close enough. Like you, you, hear, you hear the meat smack, okay? You might get blood splattered. You might have sweat fly on you. Like that's, it's a different, it's a different experience. I highly recommend it. You know, you have a whole night and spend less than 50 bucks, and it's amazing, (laughs) right? Uh, There's some bad fights. There's some good fights usually, but um, you'll enjoy yourself. I highly recommend going to local small events, small MMA events. Yeah, I mean, he can... uh, I mean, I want to see Naganu fight. Um, what, why did I just draw his name? The best UFC heavyweight ever. <laughs> uh, um, the Fireman. You guys got to help me with that. But um, Stipe. Stipe. Or Steep. Stipe. I want to see that rematch. I think that should that, that trilogy needs to happen. Um, but yeah, Naganu, he's such a powerful dude. And now he's learned a little bit of wrestling. Uh, he's going to be tough to fight. And that's uh, Patrick is asking. He yeah, said, it's only getting tougher and tougher to defeat Naganu. If I was Naganu I would just go to boxing. Yeah. I mean, he could retire and be like, I'm the best MMA fighter ever. I was retired as UFC champ. I walked away and went to boxing and made a shit ton of money. Awesome. So There's a lot of questions and stuff in here, guys. Throw in some Super Chats. Give me a super chat, one of them sticker things. Let's do it. Patrick saying, UFC just wants money. Well, I mean, everybody wants money, but uh, UFC has a lot of hookers he's got to pay for. Now you see Dana. (laughs) This is a question I really would like answered. Patrick is asking how would have Brock Lesnar versus Francis Ngannou gone. That is um, something. So yeah, prime prime Lesnar prime Ngannou that is a fight I would love to see. I would also like to see Kane in his prime versus Ngannou. You know, Kane had already been dealing with so many injuries and issues when he did fight him. You know, it was very underwhelming. But I think if he was at his peak, like when Kane beat Brock, like that Kane versus Nagano, I think it would be an amazing fight. But yeah, Francis, man. It's hard to beat up a guy named Francis. (laughs) You know, an adult man named Francis, he probably knows how to fight. Yes, I agree with you here. Hybrid, hybrid ninja is saying Francis versus Tyson Fury will be one-sided. Honestly, yeah, I don't, I don't think Niganu has the uh, agility and, and the boxing skills to um, do anything to Fury. He's got power, but Fury is huge too. Like, I don't think Francis ever fought anybody as big as Tyson Fury. Has he ever fought a heavyweight that big? But he's going to get paid, man. He's going to get paid. Yep. 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 I got some GSP still under contract. I get some backup on that. Um, do I think that the uh, uh, Camille is saying, do you think Eagle FC will have healthy growth since it's backed by Khabib? Possibly. I think it'll do fine. I think it'll do okay because um, he's going to have Khabib's going to have a lot of money support. There's going to be a lot of money support. He's got a lot of people who will help out and uh, make things happen. And I think his name on it is going to help. He's got probably everybody in freaking Russia watching. All you know, he's got a lot of people who are going to tune in and watch his shows. So as long as he doesn't like screw it up bad. I think it, I think it could be good, right? Um, Was it Karatarinov and Sponge? I think is the fight, um, the main event. That's that's interesting enough. I think it could be good. Yeah, going on fresh and fit, Fitch. Go on fresh and fit. Yeah, fresh 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 fit and Fitch. Oh. Yeah, I should, I should reach out, but I don't, I don't know if they film or shoot every day or whatever, I'll figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's what's funny, is the fact that, um. Hybrid ninjas saying that nobody likes Dana, bro. They don't. Nobody does. Like the only people who are who talk to him are nice to him is because there's money involved. If there's no money involved, like nobody nobody's around Dana. Nobody hangs out with Dana. When's the last time you seen Chuck and Dana hang out? They used to hang out before all the time. Hmm. Wonder what happened. <laughs> Cut him off. He's stopped paying them. Stop paying them to hang out. That's what happened. Yes, totally. Totally big Arab money behind that, 100%. Yes, I agree. Yes, this was a great fight. Verdun versus Fedor, that was a great fight. It was a great night. Yes, dollars cost Cristio. Miguel, what's up, buddy? Hit the like button, guys. And if you guys missed the, uh, the crypto course, you're missing out. I gotta, I missed out on promoting it for this, guys. I gotta do that next time I gotta have Miguel on the show too sometime you know he's not far he's down in uh Monterey he's to come up some weekend hang out tell me where to put my cryptos this uh man this this downturn is depressing me I know it'll be all right I know it'll be all right 35,000 man. 60,000 was really nice <laughs> next next summer next summer i think we'll we'll break a hundred i think that's what's going to happen this summer coming up <sighs> um andy lee is saying anything personally thinks Nagano would get destroyed by would get dossed oh andy lee are you are you uh you're english huh you're from the you're across the pond Dost by Tyson Fury and John Jones would give him a tough time too. <sighs> that's an interesting fight. It's really interesting. I would like to see it but I don't I don't know because John Jones did he put on enough weight to really deal with Naganu's power Did he really he's a lot bigger you know a lot stronger but man how much speed did he keep? How much did he lose? Is he gonna hit with enough power to hurt Naganu? Because he Naganu took some shots from Gain and just walked through him last night. Um I don't know, man. I don't I don't know if, if Jones wins that fight. I don't. But you know, I'd like to see Jones come back. And I wanna know, I mean, Jones, I wonder if he was on an old contract. Yeah, he's gotta be on an old contract. His first fight was like 2008, huh? So like he can't he I don't know, he might not be able to get out of the contract as easily as as Nagano because Jones is already a part of the class action lawsuit okay so uh, they don't have to do anything new with him he can't add and sue again he's already a part of our our uh, our class right so like he may still have a, a shitty contract Stepe and Nagano three needs to happen yes. this is an interesting question godless is asking uh i forgot to ask earlier but what did you think uh, about moreno's guard the way he held his hands up was it effective and what could he do better he kept doing this right is this what you're talking about he kept doing this like i didn't i didn't know what that was and um i don't i don't like the open finger thing It's too much motion whatever like you should be relaxed and like it's not tight hard but like you know whatever this can create finger pokes and I don't know. I, I I saw that I didn't really like it. He looked like he was like leaning him luring a man maybe. I, I don't know. He kept playing with his hands. I didn't wasn't really a fan. I don't know if it was effective or not, but it seemed like extra movement he didn't need. Mm. Mark Coleman, that would be fun too. I'd love to see Meghannu and Prime Coleman um mark kerr mark kerr before he went downhill mark Kerr, man mark kerr uh for you red pill guys like that's a that's a um a lesson in red pill right there man his career got sabotaged because he had a horrible chick in his life i think a lot of the bad choices stresses all the things that went wrong in his life a lot of that was tied to him having a blue pill mentality on on dating and relationships i think if you watch that smashing machine movie you'll see like he's he's training hard with boss, and she's in the corner like steaming because he's not paying attention to her, you know. It's just I'm sure she's a drug addict too. <laughs> no bueno. This is a large possibility, very large possibility. I believe uh, Lucas, very large indeed. He's saying. Uh, for some reason, I feel like Francis will sign again with the UFC. I hope he doesn't. Yes, I don't know who Francis's manager is, but his manager, his manager may be a piece of shit. His manager may be a broker for the UFC and be in his ear, trying to help out the UFC because that manager may have 20, 30 other guys who he wants to fight in the UFC. So he's going, like, I'm going to, I'll serve you up Francis, so you take care of all my other guys. So he lines his pockets, pimps out all of his, his stable of fighters. I don't know. I don't know if that is the case, but it could be very well is the case. <laughs> it seems like it's a lot of the uh, manager's MO right now, <clears throat> manager slash broker. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how smart Francis is. I don't know how smart the people around him are. Okay. I don't know how much guts he has as far as I'm going to sit out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to test my luck because it is, it's a gamble. I'm gonna test my luck to see if I can go and box and make a lot of money. It's a gamble, but I think he should take that gamble. I think he's capable of, of doing that and taking that gamble. My fear is like he he's gonna like sign sign away for like a five million dollar bonus or some shit, some garbage, you know, which is a lot of money to a poor person. So if you're like, oh, don't do that for a million dollars, you're a super poor person. You should shut up. <laughs> Yeah, Brock doesn't do well with punches, but he, he could find his way to power through the punches and get to the double, put him on the fence. If he put guy on the fence, I don't know. I think mean, it would be interesting. He could just smash him, though. Oh, nice. Super chat. What's going on? Sorry if I made you wait for too much. Uh, Mularad is saying, uh, if Dana is such a D a dick, and fighters and or promotions do not see eye to eye with him how come he is still able to do the same crap over uh over for 20 years because power he has the power there's no one else to go how are you going to walk away from the only place that's how monopolies work he hasn't they have a monopoly they have a monopoly over the market they make 90 percent of the money in the market they have 90 percent of every top 10 guy in every weight class they bought all of the other competi- com- competing belts back uh, in the 2010s. Um, everybody else who's propped up is kind of newer, uh, and people don't view their belts as high. So everybody who wants to be world champ wants to be UFC champ. Okay, They have positioned themselves as the arbiters of everything in the sport. They said it themselves. We are MMA. After they bought, I don't know if it was Force or whoever else, Right. They bought. Uh, they had the Dana the pictures with the rest in peace tombstones of the companies he bought because they were going to bury him. <clears throat> um, there's no option, right? It's like if you uh, live in the U.S. and you're like, man, if if U.S. government and the Treasury are such pieces of shit, why do people keep paying taxes every year? <laughs> so what else you what are you going to do? What are you going to do? do? They're going to come for you right? Like, you can't just not. Um, Yeah, it's just, it would be great for everybody to say, no, screw it, we're out. But they pay enough money to make a lot of people turn the other way. And there's as many slime balls involved working with them as they are slimy. There's a lot of dirty people. Like, that's what happens when you have a monopoly in this type of Slimy environment. The good people don't stay there. <laughs> the good people don't stick around and deal with it. They leave. My, my opinion of Khabib leaving also and retiring, this is my humble opinion, is he didn't want to deal with the slime balls anymore. He knew Dana was a slime ball. He knew that UFC were slime balls. He, he would rather leave on top where he was. I've made enough. You people are disgusting. I don't like working with you. And I'm going to do my own thing. I think that's, I think that's a big reason why he walked away, not just, Oh, my father, or, you know, I did everything I wanted to. I think it's like, why, why, why stay in the, in the uh, underbelly and all the gross stuff with all the gross people, if you don't have to, you know, you get to that point, you get that point where you get fuck you money, even though you got exploited and you should have more money. When you get the fuck you money, like, why are you dealing with shitty people anymore? I think that's why he left. I wish I wish we could have had headbutts, Patrick. Patrick saying John Fitch is like modern-era Mark Coleman. If we could have had headbutts, <laughs> headbutts, knees to the head on the ground, soccer kicks, bro. Open it up. I kind of like what uh, Masvidal is doing. He's doing the, the ga- game bread fights. Bare knuckle, if they have bare knuckle, elbows, knees of the head on the ground, head butts, get my approval. It's the way it should be. It's a fight, it's supposed to be a fight, not pro wrestling. It's because Dana White uh, has to pay for sex, that's why he said that. Dana White, he, Patrick saying, and Dana White said jiu jitsu and wrestling, are boring. It's because he pays for sex, he's he's lame. He he pays uh, for them to peg him. You think Tyson Fury's legs are too small? Camille is saying, uh, speaking of Tyson Fury, thoughts on his legs? I've never had a thought about Tyson Fury's legs before. But uh, he said, they seem too thin to effectively carry him through those rounds thoughts he they do and he knocks people out and he moves pretty well i I, I think he's, he's they're probably fine he's probably you stood next to him you probably think his legs were tree trunks yep you're right they do they complain because I think they have bad advisors around them they don't have anybody telling them anything else other than You know, oh, just get some more tickets, (laughs) get another 10 grand and some more tickets. That's a good deal. But yeah, there's slime balls everywhere. They have there's a lot of people, man, who have coaches and trainers and and managers around them that are slime balls, absolute slime balls. And they are not going to tell you the truth and they will rob you blind, get paid in the back room, extra money that you don't know about by the promoter for selling you out, selling you out for less money slime balls man it's not just dana white their business model the way they do business creates a cesspool of disgustingness and that's what people have to deal with 2024 is a prediction all pro saying 2024 is 100k i think we can get there before then a lot, of, a lot of that belief is because um, we're going to have a market crash here. The money printer can't go burr forever. You have, uh, fuck, uh, fuck Joe Biden is um, banning all non-vaccinated truck drivers from bringing food <laughs> into the United States. So we're going to have like massive shortages coming up in the next uh, few months. It's ugly, man it's ugly. I feel like we're, there could be some really bad shit happening. If uh we don't see a turn introductory by summer, like get ready for some bad shit guys. Get get your ice, get your beans stored up. Get out of cities if you can, man. Good point. Good point at yeah, Beijing Biden. Andy Lee, market will be bad for a while. FOMC inflation, but long-term crypto is undeniably bull. 100%, 100%. Oh, man, here we go. Pet- Pat Steadman's Polish passport. Thank you very much for super chat. Oh, super chat's where it's at. Uh, he's saying maybe off topic, but what's your thoughts on prepping? How much should an average Earner, say about five-figure earner, eighty thousand for no kids, spend prepping for potential disasters versus crypto paying the mortgage. Man, so if you have, I would I would just make sure you have you know like six months worth of like food. You know, you can have rice and beans put away, some canned food. Um, they have <clears throat> tubs of things that you can have put away. They're good for, you know, years and years and years, 10, 20 years. I think that that's minimal. That's minimal. You can do that. And I think that's not going to do much to you. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know what a lot of your expenses are. Like I'm very, I don't spend money on stuff. I don't need necessarily. Okay. Unless I have excess money to to party or whatever, do something with, go on a trip, whatever with, like for the most part, like, I eat a lot of the same foods all the time. Uh, I do a lot of the same things. I, I, you know, I, I just don't waste money. I live within my means. Um, but I would, I would have a reserve. I'd have about a thousand rounds of ammunition and I would have at least six months food for yourself. Right. Um, yeah, you got no kids. So like you're, you're pretty good, man. You got ammo and, uh, yeah, ammo, food, maybe a little bit of silver and gold. Um, I think you're in a pretty good spot. You're in Florida, so you got ocean not too far. I'm guessing you yeah, Everglades ocean. You have you have uh, ways to find and access food. That's 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 pretty good. You know, even if you're in a, a big city, you might be able to. I don't know. Well, if you're in a big city, it might be harder because if everybody goes out and starts fishing. <laughs> It might be, you might might be getting fistfights on the beach, trying to, trying to catch fish to eat, but no, I I would say that's what I'm looking at right now is, uh, buying like six months supply of like canned, like stuff, pre-prepped stuff. That'd be the idea. But if you're, I mean, if you're in Florida, depending on your living situation too, if you got a house in the backyard and you're in a neighborhood where you can have chickens, that would be part of my prepping, uh, also. It would have chickens. I'd get, you know, 10 to 20 chickens. So I can, if push comes to shove, I can live off of eggs for a little while. But yeah, it's a little off topic. going down a little bit more. I, this guy, Joe Biden, wants to run again in 2024. How's he even going to be alive? Is he going to make it that long? Is he going to be able to, how's he going to campaign? Like, that's the wildest thing, man. How did he win last time without really campaigning? He wasn't He hid the whole time. 100%. I believe there are powers, uh, Patrick's saying, that they want to turn the USA into a communist country. Yes. They want to sabotage everything. They want to sabotage the economic system. They want to sabotage food and, like, everything. They want everybody struggling and poor. That way we beg them. Oh, we need the government to help us. And they'll come in to rescue us with communism because look at capitalism, how it failed us. Look what it did to us. <laughs> right? It's like, no, you you freaking did that, you dumbasses. Had nothing to do with capitalism. You morons did it. I'm trying to they're trying to, yeah, they want total control, top-down control. They want uh, digital passports um, for social credit scores. They want to monitor your uh, your your co2 emissions and and how much gas and fuel you use they want to regulate that it's just no thanks ma'am screw these people uh we'll talk about that me and uh jason bermas talk about that on mondays we'll talk about that tomorrow one on the left coast Khabib is funny. Khabib is, Khabib is funny. He's a prankster. He does he does some funny stuff. I've seen that. The guy whose girlfriend slept with Masvidal. Well. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Yes, godless, you're right. Monty Purder can't happen forever. uh patrick yeah he's saying uh dana white doesn't give his mom money but yeah his mama could be a terrible person too i mean chances are that he didn't he wasn't born from the virgin mary and became dana i'm sure i'm sure he'd learned it from somebody i'm sure it's in the in the in the bones in the blood I would love to be somewhere with the lake. You're in Vegas. I'm going to plan on the next couple months. I'm going to go out to Vegas and do a seminar. I'm going to do a smash seminar, teach people how to control on top, like Khabib smash type stuff. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're right 20 2024 would be totally legit election because we've always had legit elections always yeah it's like the beginning pay is 10 and 10 and that their argument is like oh look we have guys fighting on the undercard 10 and 10 and this boxing match they had a guy made two thousand dollars it's like the guy who had on was on a second second or third fight and he had like two losses <laughs> you know and like the guy who's making 10 of 10 is is probably fought five to ten times before he got that first UFC fight maybe more you know it's just it's not comparable it's really it's a really low vibration dumb person argument that they try to use Oh man, all all kinds of, uh, all right. I got down to the bottom of this. All right, guys. <clears throat> um, I hope you guys, uh, enjoyed yourself tonight. Talked about some good stuff. Uh, If you guys are uh, looking for maybe a red pill community, oh, is this a link? No, it's not a link. I hit the wrong damn thing. Especially if you guys are in the Bay Area. I have a, uh, a group, Smash Society, it's a Patreon. I post about a video a week talking about dating tip stuff. That's um, on the on the first level, second level. I put a lot of fitness and uh, put fitness and training stuff, technique videos, uh, some of my courses available there. And then I have a third tier where uh, it's weekly Zoom meetings. We talk a lot about red pill stuff. Red pill is praxeology that um can help you navigate the world better basically that's basically what it is right it'll teach you how to uh deal with the ghouls the ghouls okay if you're if you're inclined to doing that and um all are welcome as long as you're uh not a douche well, we can we can fix you. We can fix you if you're a douche. We'll make you undouched. <laughs> but check it out if you get a chance. Uh go to johnfish.net, of course, too. Sign up for my newsletter. I had a pretty good one last one. I uh I shared my weight gain journey over the last year, lifting and, and putting uh some weight on. I showed pictures, body composition photos so people would see me grow, I am sitting currently today at 235 pounds. Um that's not my biggest. My biggest was a couple of days ago. It was 238. But I'm starting to do more cardio. I'm starting to work out. Uh um, I'm gonna like go to the gym and train tomorrow. I'm gonna start doing more of that. I'm thinking about trying to do a grappling competition, maybe uh as early as April. We'll see how I feel. Because I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh I don't know how my neck's gonna hold up. My neck, my shoulder. You know, upper thoracic it gets tight man and uh if i'm moving around with bigger guys it may not it just may not work but i got that competition itch in me and i miss it there you go i gotta qualify though i'm thinking about there's a acdd ac uh, ac adcc in um april being in april and in vegas i'm thinking about trying that but i don't know I don't know um, what I'm doing yet. We'll see. Depends on how I feel. Part of the problem is I got kids, and it's really hard to find time to train. As a single dad, because like I just I force them to hang out at the gym past their bedtime while I'm finishing up a workout. You know, like how, how much do I want to sacrifice? you know, what they're going through in school and their stuff that they're doing because I'm, Oh, sorry guys. You gotta, you gotta sit here for an hour. Like I roll and then go home and then I'm tired and I'm cranky. I don't know if I want to do that to them. It would be, I think it'd be different if I had like a wife who like ran the kids and took care of the kids and made that aspect easy for me. But like, it's just one of the, um, it's one of the sacrifices, you know, I don't want to be a dick dad. I don't want to be a bad dad. I don't want my kids to grow up fucked up. So, I will sacrifice my itch to compete (laughs) to like be a better dad, but I'll see if I can figure it out. I think I just have to change the schedules up. You know, there's going to be more working out like on the weekends rather than, you know, like Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays are hard for me to get away and do more than one training session um, of, of like grappling and drilling and stuff. I can go in in the morning and get a few rounds in there, but um when they're at school but it's just it's hard man i gotta figure it out I gotta figure it out we'll see if i can i don't know <sighs> damian my rematch i don't I'm, I'm way too big for him maybe now i don't even know if that's a possibility <laughs> but i don't know a, a, adcc um i really wouldn't mind reaching out to eddie bravo maybe and they do the combat sambo not combat sambo but a combat jiu-jitsu where they get to slap each other they slap the shit out of each other I think that's kind of cool. I could blast double somebody and slap the shit out of them. That could be cool. That could be cool. Definitely. All right, man. Oh, man. All right. Did I miss any – check in check in my uh uh rockfin you guys check rockfin if you're not subscribed to rockfin you should go there definitely it's awesome platform um i put a lot of stuff up there i put this show up there free i haven't put any technique and stuff up there a little bit i haven't had a chance but um hopefully i'll get some more seminars soon edit some stuff get it up yeah all right guys What are we going to sing tonight? What are we singing? What are we singing? Talking away, I don't know what I'm to say. I'll say it anyway. today's just another day to find you shying away. I'll be coming for your love, okay? Take on me, take on me, take me on, take on me out. Be gone in a day or two needless to say i'm at odds and ends but i feel stumbling away slowly learning that life is okay say after me It's no better to be safe than sorry, take on me, take on me, take me on, take on me, I'll be gone in a day or two. All oh, the things you say, is it a lie or just to play my worries away of all the things I've got to remember, shying away, I'll be coming for you anyway, take on me, take on me, take me on, take on me, out. be gone in a day or two <sighs> all right guys that was fun i hope you guys uh had a good one yeah i need to uh I need me practice i need to practice a little bit all right guys hey kids to sleep i'll check y'all later have a good one